In this episode of Testimony Musician Story, presented by Soundseekers, rapper Paris Carez shares his Christian testimony. He talks about how he went from playing college basketball to praying over his rap tracks. We discuss Lil Boozy being kicked off Instagram and new Drake music trending on Twitter. Additionally, Paris talks about his latest album, 2045, being featured on Revolt TV. Over 1 million Spotify streams and creating songs with replay value. I am Gaelica Brown, and this is Soundseekers Presents Testimony, a Musician Story. We'll go ahead and let's start with your first music memory, whether it's a song you heard, a video, or a performance, whether it's you or just something that you heard. First music memory. First ever? Ever. Um, I, don't really, I don't really remember how old I was, but I just remember being over my cousin's house and uh, seeing my dad on TV. My dad was on, my dad and his group was on MTV Jams. Okay, and what was, yeah. was your dad um, like He's popular at one point? Okay. Uh, I, would, I, I wouldn't say he was popular, but he was like, he was a part of an up and coming group. But obviously before they could get like really popping, some things just kind of didn't work out. But they got, they was close. They was close. They, I remember seeing my dad on TV, and like my cousins and my aunt, like telling me to come inside from outside to see the video. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. I mean, your dad was on MTV Jams. That's, that's a big memory. Yeah. And I was little. I was little too. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. And since we're talking about your childhood and your dad, did you grow up in a two-parent household? Uh, no, nah, I didn't. Um, I grew up mainly. I lived with my dad before, um, but I mainly grew up with my mom um, up until I was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. I moved to Oklahoma. <clears throat> I moved to Oklahoma with my, uh, my uncle and my aunt. <laughs> Where were you originally from? Uh, Detroit. I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. So you said at 16 is when you moved? Mm-hmm. From Detroit to Oklahoma. I mean, how was that transition? That's a, <laughs> Detroit, like, I think big city. I think, mm-hmm. you know, Otto. I think Motown. And then right. Oklahoma, I think, like, fields and cows and farms. Yeah. So how was that? Uh, no, nah, that, was, that was exactly how it was. Um, especially just being a, like you said, a city kid. Just growing up in the inner city of Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. Moving to a more, less active, more quiet city, uh, a city that was still being built at the time, Mm. of Tulsa. They had a lot of stuff here. It's just, it wasn't as active and up to date as it is now. Okay. But it was a a culture shock. It was totally, two totally different lifestyles, two totally different sides of the world. I didn't really go to school with any, white kids up until kind of until I moved here just about. And how was that? Was it any, any uh, different or? I'm, I, I consider myself a, uh, a chameleon. I can adapt just to my surroundings pretty easily, uh, but it was very challenging. Um, Cause at, at that time I'm, I'm very naive and just, I'm saying ignorant on a lot of things socially, 
I'm saying, economically, uh, spiritually, even. Yeah. Um, so, just being a 16-year-old kid, changing cities, not being around any of his friends, it was a, it was a hard transition because uh, it was like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was one day I was in Detroit, and the next day I was in the middle of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Next That's to, crazy, Across yeah. the street for some cows. I mean, even the music is different, right? Is that when you learned <laughs> about other genres or musicians that you've never heard of? Yeah, a di- different styles. I, I was being in Oklahoma because Oklahoma, they did have a rap scene here, which is crazy. Hmm. And it was a rap scene. Okay. And a lot of it was uh, derived from just being so close to Texas. Texas is like three and a half hours away. Okay. So a lot of this stuff got picked up. Sorry, those are my, mm. my puppy. <laughs> but uh, that was, it was, it was, it was just getting to see another side of the same genre. It was still hip hop, mm-hmm. but it was just seeing more like, I don't know if you ever heard of them, but it was a group. It was a group called, uh, he's from Dallas. His name is K. Bezo. Uh, he was like a dancing rapper, you know, like the Soldier Boy type style. Oh, you know okay. okay. used to dance, stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff. I got introduced to like Gucci Mane and I don't know, just like more Southern music. Got it. In Michigan, you know what I'm saying? I was more listening to more Midwest, East Coast style music. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. yeah, it was, a, it was a culture shock for sure. So then when you were in Detroit, were you primarily with your dad? Uh, no, I was primarily with my mom. Um, I lived with my dad for about a year and a half, maybe two years. But he is in Detroit. That's where he was at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, do you have any siblings? Yes, I am the oldest of seven. Seven. seven years, I have one <laughs> sister. I have one sister on my my mom's side. My sister, London. Uh huh. And I have five siblings on my dad's side. Okay, I gotta know what kind of puppies these are. These are some. They're uh, <laughs> they're pit bulls. They're blue nose pit bulls. Okay, how many I'm, are I'm, in there? It's, it's two, but they're fighting. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm watching I'm watching my friend's dog. Okay, I have and I have my dog. Okay, so it's a little play date. Play date. Stop. But. Um, but yeah, I, I, I lived with my dad for like like a total of like two years. But for the most part, I lived with my mom. And did you grow up in a Christian household? Yeah, well, I would say my mom was Christian. We didn't go to church. I had, a, I, I had the option to go to church. Uh, my mom, she never really uh, forced me to go. Hey, stop. Stop. She never really, she never really forced me to go. She never really forced me to go. Um, it was one of those things where my grandmother, she, my grandmother always went, uh, and it was more so my grandmother asking my mom if I, you know what I'm saying, and my mom would ask me 
if I wanted to go. Sometimes I would say yes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would say no. And sometimes my grandma would just make me go, especially <laughs> if I was if I was already over there. Yeah. Things like that. But or if it was a holiday, like Easter. Or yeah, holidays. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my mom. My mom was definitely she did she did believe, but I'm saying it's more to it. You know what I'm saying? You, it's more to it than believe. Yeah. So then what was it that made you give your life to Christ? Um, really just finding that relationship on my own. Mm -hmm. I kind of really got saved after high school. Like I was going to church more when I moved with my uncle just because he was a pastor. That was a thing that he just instilled in me, uh, just, just having faith and just belief. Um, and I already did believe it was more so just about um, kind of just how I got to a point, just having that true relationship. Mm -hmm. um, actually finding a youth group in a church that I liked at uh, Pastor Michael Todd at Greenwood Christian, at the time, Greenwood Christian Center. And this is all in Oklahoma. Yeah, this is all in Oklahoma. Okay. So, so around 16, you go to Oklahoma, your uncle's a pastor. So you're kind of going to church then. And then once you graduate is once you give your life to Christ. Yeah, because, I mean, I I was saved, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, giving your life to Christ, is like people who say they gave their life to Christ, but it's like, they just live any kind of way. Yeah. Or, not saying we don't make mistakes or things like that, but I think it's about a, a just a mindset switch, just mm -hmm. a perspective change. Um, and just having that true... Like I said, just having a true relationship with God for yourself and not, because it was more so, I was going to church, not because I wanted to, but because I had to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would go to Bible study because I had to. I wouldn't be there really soaking in the information that was being told, really trying to learn, really trying to get to know God, get to know myself more, get to know my purpose. I was just going because I was supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. But when I got into college, I went to a Christian college called SCU. That's kind of being alone, away from my friends, away from my church, being kind of isolated by myself. Um, and even though it was a Christian college, I had to just learn to depend on God for myself and not because, you know what I'm saying, just doing something my friends were doing or doing something my pastor told me to do. But, you know what I'm saying, having to, waking up and praying because I know that's what I need to do for my day. Um, reading the word because I know that's what I need to, you know what I'm saying, just have that wisdom for what I'm trying to do purpose okay so you just kind of had that you had like a routine that you were going through and do you think that's what ultimately kind of changed your perspective and gave you that mindset change or was there something in particular that happened where you're like okay I get it now um yeah I, I would say I got more in tune I guess with God like from like 2013 to 2016, I was really just believing. Um, I was really challenging myself and just growing. But 2016, that's when I, uh, like music was coming around a little bit more for me. Um, but I had, uh, like basketball was just kind of failing. I was I was in college hooping. Were you playing for the for the school? The college, yeah. Okay. That's how I got there. I was on scholarship. Okay. Um, what, what position? Were you a guard? Uh, yeah, I play guard. I play like one, two, and three. Okay. Uh, depending depending on the rotation, I might play four. Uh, like, if it's a small, if we're playing small ball, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like six four. 
Okay. So it's like I might play the four just depending on the school we're playing or the lineup that's in. But yeah. usually I started at the three or the two. And then also depending on the rotations or the lineup, I might play the one just because I can handle stuff like that. I can see the court. Okay. So you were playing basketball and then something happened, you said? Yeah, so like in twenty like twenty fifteen, I I was like over the summer, because twenty fifteen last semester before the summer, um, I became ineligible. So twenty fifteen summer, I was taking summer class to get eligible for the twenty fifteen fall season, mm-hmm. and uh, because I was taking summer class, I had a job. Like I wasn't really working out, so I gained weight. You know what I'm saying? So going mm-hmm. into the twenty fifteen. Um, fall semester I was just kind of out of shape like in my best shape I was probably like 215 220 and like by this time I was like 230 235 you know what I'm saying so I had to and we had a new coach as well like the coach that recruited me had left so we had a new coach he didn't really I'm out of shape trying to play my position you know what I'm saying yeah so he he's like you kind of too big. Like you need to play the post. You need, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but he like, it, it would be flashes. And then some of my old teammates, the old assistant coach tried to let him know, but he just wasn't really rocking with it. So yeah. he just kind of was playing me at the wrong position. So me being the heaviest I had ever been playing a position I had never played, it was just more so stress on my mind and body. And I end up, you know what I'm saying? Over time, I had a stress fracture on my left foot. And I was telling can you get them from under the couch? I mean, under the bed. Um, I had a stress fracture in my left foot. And I was, you know what I'm saying? We had like two games left before 2016 um, spring semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's when we do a lot of the conference play, the tournament. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we had two games left, or we had three games left um, to be like a higher seed. If we won all three games, we'd just be a higher seed going into conference play. Okay. So I told coach, I'm like, man, I don't really, I don't think I should play. You know what I'm saying? Like my foot is really hurting. I don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? But it's just really been hurting. So he was like, man, I'm gonna give you some some medicine. I forget what kind of pills it were, but it was like certain. Um, it's like muscle relaxers. Oh yeah. Because another teammate had a another teammate had um like broke his finger or something like that. So. He had to have those same type of little, you know what I'm saying, pills just to take the pain away to ease the yeah. pain. So he had he had a bunch of extra ones. So my coach was just like, you know what I'm saying, see if he can give you some just to, you know what I'm saying? We got one week left before Christmas break and you can get healed. Okay. Just trying to tell me to push yeah. through it. Yeah. So the last game, I'm having a terrible game. I'm like 0 for, I was like 0 for 9, you know what I'm saying? Having a bad game. My foot was hurting. So he caused one last play for me. Um, before the half, you know what I'm saying? It's just supposed to be a, you know what I'm saying, drive and kick or drive, you know what I'm saying, create a play, get a foul. Either way, we're going to get a three or we're going to get foul or you're going to score. So I make the play, you know what I'm saying? I do the, you know what I'm saying, going through, I pro hop through two defenders. And when I land on both of my feet, I break my foot. Oh, oh. The bone, the bone that's like. Under, like, if this is my foot, it's like a mm-hmm. bone that's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, like that if main... this is, if, Yeah, if this is that bone, it didn't, mm-hmm. like, break in half, but it, like, split up like that. Ooh. And then on the top of my foot, I had a lot of, like, nerve damage on the top of my foot. My foot was swollen. Mm. It was just a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> and at, from there, 
when that happened the next day, I go to, you know what I'm saying? I go to the training room or whatever, go see the, the athletic director, training director, whatever. And he basically tell me like, they don't have no boots, no crutches. And you know what I'm saying? Tomorrow is the last day of class. So there's no chance of you really getting to see a doctor. Oh, wow. What kind of mess? <laughs> Just like you're screwed. <laughs> like, yeah. And this man, what? this man literally, this man literally told me to go to go home and go to my home doctor. So like pay out of my own parents' insurance. No, that it was a college injury. You were have, playing I, for yeah, the school. I, I broke my foot in this jersey. You know what yeah. I'm saying? What are y'all talking about? Yeah. So I talked to my coach and my coach kind of basically says the same thing. What? And, and this that's what I was saying. It's important. Like mm-hmm. this is a new coach. Yeah. This isn't the coach, this ain't the coach that recruited me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he's already he already kind of damn like how my playing style because I'm bigger. Yeah. I was I wasn't really in shape. If I was in shape, it would have been different. You know what I'm saying? But I'm 20, 25 pounds heavier than I've ever been. You know what I'm saying? So it was just a bad look. But I just remember after talking to my coach, that was all like in maybe two or three hours, me talking to both of them. And I just remember walking back to my car, like as painful as that was, and just crying. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just decided right then that I was about to stop playing basketball, move back to Tulsa, because you know, that was in Oklahoma City, which is like two hours away from Tulsa. Okay. <clears throat> but I was about to move back to Tulsa, drop out of college, and just really pursue music. And I feel like God, that I had to go through that, but that was kind of like my restart button. Like, okay. Even my mentor, like I was when I first came back, I was praying with my mentor, John Stanton. He said the same thing. He was just like, man, I just hear God saying like. Although this was painful and although you had to had, you know what I'm saying, something was you had to give something up, like this is a reset button for you to start something new. You know what I'm saying? He gave me that new chance. And, like, it was it's hard. Like I still talk about I still miss hooping, but you know what I'm saying, music is better. Okay. I mean you still hoop on the side just for fun, right? Yeah, I hoop every now and then. Not like I used to, but okay. every now and then. Every now and then. Do you guys even have basketball hoops up in Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. They don't. We got, we got gyms. Okay, yeah, they took them. The most of them are down in California, at least where Northern California. Oh, so, people so people can't play. Yeah, it's just the backboard. <laughs> That's mm. it. They at first yeah. had the hoops up, and they put like black plastic bags on the hoops. But people, people just took the plastic bag yeah. down. They kept playing, so they just took the rim off. This ain't gonna, yeah. This ain't gonna, this ain't gonna <laughs> stop us. Yeah. Okay, so how does God's presence look in your life personally, outside of music, just personally? I mean, I just told you, like that was all like, life. You know what I'm saying my life was basketball. My life was school. I'm still, I'm able to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's more than enough. Like, I think I've been through enough to say that I probably wouldn't be here had I, you know what I'm saying, not changed my life around. Or had I not even came to Oklahoma, had I chose to stay in Detroit, <clears throat> I could say that I probably, you know what I'm saying, wouldn't be in a, a better position than I am now. And I don't even like my position right now. But I would, I would rather be here than, you know what I'm saying, where I would probably be without God. 
So, I mean, that's outside of that. I mean, just you know what I'm saying, bringing me to a better place of security as far as just being depressed, being anxious, being paranoid, being more confident in my not only I'm saying not only the music, but in myself as a man. Just trusting myself more to, uh, I don't know, just walk out the plan God gave me and not, you know what I'm saying, stray away. And is, like, depression and anxiety anything that you dealt with prior to college and hopes and getting to know God? Uh, I think I dealt with depression prior to, uh, when I was in Detroit, I really didn't know what depressed meant. Mm-hmm. Sometimes... Uh, and as I got older, you know what I'm saying, just thinking back, it was always like a period of time in like the fall, winter, where I would go through like two months of just like not wanting to talk to people, not wanting to be around anybody, staying in my room all day, being sad at school. And I didn't really know what it was back then. I just know what I felt. But as I got older, I realized like, oh, like I was depressed as a child just from feeling like I have to survive every day, not feeling um, free enough, feeling boxed in, feeling different than everybody else. But at the same time, I'm the same as everybody else. So it's like I'm fighting two different worlds at the same time. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's one of those things that's... Oh, he's a cutie. Like a little puppy now. What's his name? Her name is Lola. Lola. Oh. You're the one making all that fuss. <laughs> That's cute. So do you still have those moments, like those couple of months out the year where you feel like that? Uh, Not like I used to. Um, and now, now that I know what it is, now that I can, can sense it, I can attack it the right way. I can do the right things to get out of it. I can talk to myself. I can talk to my friends. I can talk to my family. Um, I can talk to God. Really get through it all. Not, I don't want to say on my own, but because I understand it now, it's an easier process and I've been dealing with it enough that I know the techniques for myself to not feel depressed or or what triggers my depression or makes me feel depressed. So it makes me feel anxious. Yeah. So kind of trying to stay away from those types of things, trying to stay away from those types of relationships. Yeah. All right, let's move forward. Um, I have a little section where I like to talk about hot topics, basically what's trending on Twitter. Okay. And I don't know if you've heard about Lil Boozy losing his IG account. It's trending today. So okay. there's a, a video of him talking about they took my IG and he's just like pleading the Mark Zuckerberg or Zuckerberg talking about, you know, I don't know what I did. Can I get my IG back? Like, this is how I make money since I can't tour. Um, he has a couple videos out and he's calling them like Zuckerberger. Like he does it. But I think he really thinks his name is Zuckerberger. He, he's talking on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, OnlyFans, it just just videos popping up everywhere. Um, and then there's memes of people talking about you totally <laughs> just like disregarded all IG rules 
Because apparently there was a point where he was live streaming, um, like videos of two women going at it. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that before. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know why they took me off IG. Yeah, (laughs) and then he said, all um, types of stuff like that. Yeah, which I didn't realize he was doing all that until I saw that he was trending. But even when they warned him about it, he was just kind of like, I'm not going to stop. This is quarantine. Like, this is what I'm going to do. So, um, I mean, he's talking about you can't, this is how he makes money on, on IG. As an artist, like, are there ways that you can make money on IG in lieu of touring? Are you aware of any of this? Well, it's like a, a it's like a ripple effect. Like people, it's like free promo. People are on Instagram, so if you have a million followers, I can post this on Instagram. So okay, I have I uploaded some shirts. I got my new Boosie shirts, so I'm gonna upload to my million followers. Go buy my new Boosie shirts. You know what I'm saying? And that's all digital. That's contactless. It's online shopping. You know what I'm saying? So there's ways like that. Yeah. Um, or even appearances. Like there's states, cities that clubs are open. Mm-hmm. So for him, you know what yeah. I'm saying? He can make an appearance. But if he don't have his IG to make an appearance or that club to hit him up, you know what I'm saying, and book him, then essentially he is losing money. Essentially he is, you know what I'm saying? Out of it. But what about the fact also that he was warned? Oh, yeah. No, I I don't disagree that he shouldn't have an Instagram. I'm just saying that's probably how he's losing his money. Yeah, yeah. But but no, yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's why I, like, that's certain, certain stuff that I just stay away from. Like, cause I, I ran across this video on Twitter saying, like, uh, he was telling some girl to like put her stuff on Instagram here and give her a thousand dollars. And she did it. It's like, bro, you can't, you can't promote that. It's like kids on the internet. Like, so no, I, he should, if they warned him, yeah. even if they didn't warn him, like that's a, that's in the terms and conditions when you first signed up. Yeah. True that. True that. Okay. Um, another trending topic was Drake. He teased that new music is coming is tonight, actually. Um, I have no what? idea what it is. Yeah, yesterday, last night, he posted. It's um, a video, maybe like 15 seconds. I don't know if it's him on like a jet speed or somebody on a jet speed um, in an ocean. And then it just says new music tomorrow midnight. So that's supposed to be tonight. That's hard. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a single, an album, a mixtape. I have no idea. Yeah. But he definitely got people buzzing and and excited about it. I didn't even know. Yeah. And then additionally, he posted today that he has a movie called Spree that he produced. Um, It's a black comedy. Um, It's like some satire that follows a social media obsessed ride hell driver played by Joe Carey. I have no idea who that is, but um, he produced it. No, executive produced it. And Future the Prince. I don't know who Future the Prince is. That's not 
future. (laughs) (laughs) But have you ever like considered expanding your brand and doing anything outside of music? Uh, Yeah, I'm really into clothes. I'm really into fashion. So I'm, I'm outside of my own merch. Like I have a, couple of things that I want to do with that. Uh, I personally, I've never acted a day in my life, but I personally feel like I'm an amazing actor. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's it's easy. I don't, not easy, but I feel like it comes natural for me. Okay. So y'all gonna, you know what I'm saying, you'll be able to see that once, you know what I'm saying, that's pop. I got some short film ideas that I'm working on. You know okay. When I get that popping, but yeah, absolutely. I, I'm more into just art in general. Not mm-hmm. necessarily music. I'm into painting. You know what I'm saying? You see all of these. Like, so these you are painted all, those? No, these are oh. from artists in Tulsa. Okay. That I bought. Um, I'm just, I can't paint, but I'm into painting. Yeah. I, I go to like, you ever been yeah. to like, uh, I've been to like sipping paints before. Like, Oh yeah, those are paint. fun. Yes. Fire. You know I like, saying? I'm like a Picasso as long as I'm sipping. And the more okay, I okay. sip... The, the more, more Picasso. Yes, yes. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Rock with you. Okay, I'm with that. That's fire. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like to cut, like collect art. I love um, statues. I don't know. I like. I don't know what it is about statues. Really? The fact that a person can take a square block and then create a person or human out of a you know what I'm saying stone statue. Whatever. Yeah. Like that's fire. You know, that is Graphic super design. creative. Yeah. Draw. I used to be able to draw. I really did. I really wish I could. Uh, I had physical evidence so people don't think I'm capping. <laughs> but I used to, I had a book from like sixth grade where I drew like all of the Animaniacs. And my sixth grade teacher, she published them for us. It was an art class. Oh. She published a book for us. And it was like a solid hardback book, hard hardcover book. And I lost it. Ah, no evidence of person. it. <laughs> I really used to know how to draw, so I just like art in general. It's not just music. Like I want to, I want to dabble in everything, especially film. Like, I, like I'm very, I'm, a, I'm very into movies. Like I'm a movie guy. I live my life through movies. Yeah, we, we talk, we, we talk, we, yeah, we talk to each other through movie quotes. <laughs> like, for real. Okay. That's, so then, what are like your some of your favorite movies of all time? That's a hard question. Some I'm not gonna give you any order, but I give yeah, you yeah, no order. Okay. Okay. Um, Juice. Have you ever seen Juice? Of course, I've seen Juice. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Juice, uh, the wood, Devil Wears Prada. Oh, that was wasn't expecting that after you said Juice in the wood and you thought Devil yeah, Wears Prada. Okay, say. wide okay. variety. Yes, yes. Pulp Fiction. Okay. No, I still haven't watched Pulp Fiction in like its entirety because when it came out, I was so young and I saw like pieces of it and I just never sat down as an adult to watch it. I'm missing out. It's a great, it's a timeless film. Maybe one day I will. You should watch it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, another one of my favorites. I have so many favorites. That's why that's an unfair question. <laughs> um, Coach Carter. Another one was good. Uh, have you ever seen Akira? Akira, no. Is that Akira, like Anno? It's like an the anime. anime, yeah, I know. It's, it's an 80s, it's an 80s anime movie. Um, Sandlot, classic. Classic. <laughs> um, Pineapple Express, okay. Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, pretty much anything Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> all, well, almost anything. Almost anything Will Ferrell. Have you seen that new one on Netflix? Eurovision? Yeah. Hilarious. Really? Is it? <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay. I was kind of like hesitant to press play on that one. It's not the best Will Ferrell movie, <laughs> yeah. but it's funny. It's funny. Okay. It's funny. Uh, any Will Ferrell movie. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Mm. That's a. Uh, mm-hmm. Quentin, Tar- Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. You're saying Brad Pitt. Glorious Bastards. I got, it's too many. It's too many. Yeah. I could go wide range. Wide yeah, range. that is a wide range. The Devil Wears Prada, though, like, that threw me Meryl for a Meryl Streep? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm pretty much anything Meryl Streep. I'm a watch. Meryl Streep go crazy. Okay. Let's move on to music. How did you even get started into music, period? For myself as like a career? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, like, when did you start writing and rapping? Because before, oh, if you were playing basketball, you said you came back from school and you just focused on music. So that means you started prior to going away to college, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, my dad had me rapping in his studio when I was like seven, eight, seven or eight. Stuff like that. He had me recording whole songs with my sister. Um, but as far as like for myself, my own music, maybe 2011, 2010, uh, my cousin Matt, we just, uh, he was a rapper from the get go. He came out the womb rapping. Um, so just being more around him, around my little brother Joe, they're like music, music heads. <clears throat> so, 20, like 2011, like I, I did my first full project in 2011. So you just like, I'm just going to start rapping. You just started writing and just, and that yeah. was it? Because I mean, it grew from like writing. Like I'm, I, like I said, art. I consider writing an art form. <laughs> so I used to write short stories in like middle school. Um, just literature in general poems uh so going from poetry to like rhythm you know what i'm saying it's not it's it's hard but it's not that hard yeah so i just i don't know just i just start rapping one day like this is fun like this is fire oh. and it just started as a hobby and then over time it was like man i like doing this more than i like playing basketball and then how did you get into christian music in the hip hop scene, like 2015, uh, I had I had learned about Rapzilla because uh, I learned about Lecrae 
maybe I learned about the Korean trip Lee in 2011. That was like my first year learning about Christian hip hop, like 20, 2011, which being like 17. And then you're just like, I'm going to do that. Like, how does that work? I don't know. Like, (laughs) it just clicked. I don't know how to explain it. It just clicked. Like, being able to make, it's Chase That. He dropped a song called Chase That. Okay. Rehab. Okay, the rehab album. Okay. Yeah, it's called Chase That. And and, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm like, this song is fire. He not cussing. He ain't talking about nothing crazy. This beat is fire. His flow is fire. What he's saying is dope. I could do this too. And my mom just not, she ain't having me cuss and talk about certain stuff on wax. So I just out of respect for my mom and my little sister. Like I said, I have one older brother, one younger brother, but the rest of my siblings are all girls. So it's like, I can't leave my sisters and I'm talking about whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know what they be talking about. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but for you to be young and to make that conscious decision to, I'm not going to curse in my lyrics. I'm not going to, you know, be yeah. derogatory towards women. That's, I mean, that's a big decision to make. Yeah, nah, for sure. And I think it was just, I mean, I, I, don't, I would like to say it was how I was raised, but. It was, it's just a decision I made. Like, I just, I figured like more people is going to hear my music or more people are going to be willing to hear my music if I'm not saying this than they would if I am. Cause, and I learned that too. Like, like you ever been to like local shows and a local rapper is mm-hmm. saying the same things a mainstream rapper say? Yeah. And then, and then he get off, he get off stage and he go home to his girlfriend with a kid <laughs> and a Chevy Cobalt. And, Chevy Cobalt, though. Chevy and, you know what I'm saying? He go to yeah. Walmart to get his, his baby food. Like you don't you don't have a girl, you know what I'm saying? You didn't steal my girl, bro. Like you yeah. got a girl with a whole kid. Like yeah. so even even that is like seeing local shows and seeing rappers say certain things and then see what they do after the show is like this ain't what you really Yeah, you ain't know about saying? that it, life for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I, that clipped to me too. Like, I don't want to be on stage talking about, I got a girl doing this and then I got, you know what I'm saying? My girlfriend in this, you know what I'm saying? My little sister out here. Like, no, you don't. You was hanging out with me playing 2K last night. Like, you're lying. So, um, okay. That's just how, that's just how I see it. <laughs> makes sense. Just a lot of people want to make that decision, but it makes sense. Yeah. And what's your association with Indie Tribe? Jerry Manor, RG, no big deal. Mowgli. Like, we just cool. RG is my brother. Jerry is my brother. No big deal. And uh, Mowgli, we we, uh, we tight. Like, they're, they're good men. They're good guys. We just always, I've been, I've always been a fan. Jerry is, we, me and Jerry used to live down the street from each other. So I used to hang out with him every, every day. It's a little bit different now because we live now far apart. We're just both way busier than we were a few years ago. But it's just, it was just natural. RG and 
very just be close to them. It's kind of just natural. So it was I'm like cool with no big deal. I'm cool with you. It's an Oklahoma thing, like proximity. Nah, proximity, nah. you guys. I mean, Jerry was nah. there. I don't know. Go ahead. Jerry, yeah, Jerry is in Oklahoma. Uh huh. Mowgli is in Nashville, and I believe no big deal is in Nashville, and RG is in Atlanta. I'm just cool. I'm I'm cool with Jerry because we met through somebody else. And once I realized he did music and I liked his music, he liked my music, we just started doing music together. And then that's where, you know what I'm saying, we kind of formed Super Splash Bros. We just helped each other musically. You know what I'm saying? He helped my sound, I helped his sound. And it just meshed like that. And the Super Splash Bros kind of just came natural. I'm a cancer. So like I'm in tune with like being water sign or whatever. And he just is in tune with that. And then we just you know, made it out of a biblical principle. You know what I'm so. And what was that? The biblical principle of <clears throat> Splash Brothers? Uh, like the wave. The wave is just knowledge and wisdom together. Mm. You know so your knowledge, the knowledge you gain is a knowledge is the applied or wisdom is the application of the knowledge you got. God, which is the way, which is all you know, sitting together. Okay. So. Sounds dope. Are yeah. you looking at? Do you have it like tatted nah. or something? Nah, I'm an oh. armus. I'm an oh, armus. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm in Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma, man. Mosquitoes everywhere. Okay. All right. Let's talk about 2045. So. The premise, like, why did you pick the year 2045? Um, so 45 is my collective that I began a couple years ago. And we just got the name. I lived in apartment 45. Everybody used to come to my house. So it's like our little world. Um, and just 2045, choosing that year, it's just, <clears throat> just being futuristic, trying to make people think further where you want to be in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, for me, it was just to play because of the 45. Uh, but uh, as far as the theme, it was more so just to put people in a mindset to to think of their future self or put their, their, their testimony or their story aside of my story. You know what I'm saying? Plug and play. Uh, apply to whatever it is I'm speaking of to your situation. You know what I'm saying? How do you want to get through and, you know what I'm saying, through that for the last, for the next, you know what I'm saying, how many ever years? Just, you know what I'm saying, just putting yourself in a better position for the future. And you've been getting a lot of buzz about it. I mean, over a million all-time streams you posted. Is that on Spotify? Just on Spotify, or, yeah. I mean, how does that feel? It was cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I really be posting stuff like that for the fans just to let them know I appreciate the support. Um, I mean, to me, and not not that I don't think it's a great feat. I'm just too, I just, I'm always thinking for the next thing. So it's like, for me, it's, I got a million streams, but I, I'm, I'm still trying to get my mom's a crib. I'm still trying to make sure I have my sisters get through college. So it's like, I'm trying to get to a point where I can do that. And that's, for me, that's when I'll be excited about something that's happening. I mean, a million streams is great. Like, it means that we're on the right track, really. You know what I'm saying? 
It means that we're doing something right. It means that we're going the right way. But I'm I'm happy, but it ain't that. It's not over. It's not over. Right on. And Revolt TV played Hunger Games, the video, for like a week. And they mm-hmm. did a write-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big plug where you... Now that's fire. <laughs> no, yeah, that's fire. Cause my uh my cousin in my cousin in Detroit saw it. So stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the stuff that makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? That's the stuff people are able to see, like, you know what I'm saying, somebody who's not cursing or you know what I'm saying, calling girls bees and all types of other stuff, or just promoting drug use or something like that. I mean, you can still, you know what I'm saying, be in that, in that same vicinity, you still be put in that same catalog. No, that's that's a big deal. That was a huge plug. That was, um, I mean, just as a fan, that was really cool to see. Yeah. So Thank you. congrats on that. Yeah. Thank you. So let's move forward to our four song breakdown. Yeah, it's the section where the artist raps or recites a verse and discusses what's going on between the lines of the song story. So for you, I would like for you to do Hunger Games, Starlit, The Light, and Secrets. And if we can start with Hunger Games, you can just pick a verse and then just share a song story about it. Man, I ain't gonna cap. I forgot what I said. Uh, Hunger Games. It was. Let me look at the lyrics. I got the lyrics right here. But essentially, I do know what the song. Essentially, the song is just about um, kind of giving you a. Kind of almost like a precursor to what it is you're about to hear, um, and being just more direct in what it is that certain things that I've went through in this time frame that I've been have been gone for those two years without dropping too much music. Um, but <clears throat> damn, where's this at? Okay, uh, so I said, thought myself last night, no, I'm waiting to get a game back, have fun with it, and we're going for the trap every song. So when I say, uh, I thought about leaving church and getting back to all my younger days when I was having fun before the Hunger Games, <clears throat> when me and Rock was super constantly in the summer days, when me and Mac was in the back playing 100 things. Uh, so I was just, I had went through a period of time in like 2019 where I was kind of just getting restless with. Christian hip hop. Um, I was feeling this, the walls closing in. I was feeling the ceiling falling down. And um, I don't know. I was just, I was putting all my chips into the basket of trying to go or trying to be this mainstream artist. And not that I was going to change my content or my music, but more so change my perception, try to change things like that. <clears throat> Just getting back to, you know what I'm saying, a younger time when I wasn't trying to survive or I wasn't trying to uh, 
do things my way. Just kind of relying on God. You okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Someone's like knocking on the door and I'm trying to like cue somebody to get it. <laughs> yeah, I just saw you like, yo, shit. <laughs> yeah, I know what happened. Because I can see them and they're like looking at me like, why won't you open the door? Because I'm doing something. So I'm trying to get somebody else to get it. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> no, um, but I was listening to you in The Hunger Games. Okay. Um, did you have any other, anything else you want to say about Hunger Games or the video? Uh, I mean, the, the video was, I think the video was just a representation of what, you know what I'm saying the album was supposed to look like or feel like, you know what I'm saying, being feeling deserted, feeling like no one's there. Uh, and all in all, it's just about, and that's how it ended, just me facing myself. Uh, like you trying to run away from your things, trying to, I mean, trying to run away from your past, trying to run away from things that's happening to you now. Uh, but at the end of the day, you have to come face to face with yourself. And just tell you, you know what I'm saying, be more real with yourself and say, like, this is what I could have done different. This is what I could have done better. Uh, I could have not put myself in that position. And not saying that people don't go out of their way to hurt people. People don't hurt you. Or, you know what I'm saying? You haven't been hurt. But to still say you hurt me, but, you know what I'm saying, I'm not going to hold that against you because I should have been in a better place of discernment to know that that's what you, your heart was. You know what I'm saying? Just thinking of it, just changing your perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to let somebody take, you know what I'm saying, my pride away. I'm not going to let somebody take my, you know what I'm saying, my dignity or my integrity away um, because they chose to hurt me. I'm just going to say, you know what I'm saying, that's what you choose to do. It's going to stop right there, but I got to be better next time to discern somebody like you. Just no, thinking of it like yeah. that, you know what I'm saying, rather than thinking of it as, oh, you hurt me, I'm down, I'm, I, I'm down and bad, I can't get up. You know what I'm saying? Look what you did. You hurt me. You know what I'm saying? But picking yourself up, looking yourself in the mirror and saying, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to get through this. Not by myself, but with my friends, with God, with my family. And, you know what I'm saying? Just trying yeah. to just change it. No, that's a good point. I mean, I definitely try to do the same thing. It's like, it's on me if I get hurt the same way multiple times multiple by different times. people. Yep. <laughs> it's like I okay. should be able to discern and recognize that. Like I've seen this before. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yo, at the same time, though, you don't want to get, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Still understanding with yourself, like, why am I attracting this thing? Like, what, other, what about me is attracting this negative thing that continues to hurt me? Uh, see. <laughs> Not everyone thinks that way. <laughs> I, I do be trying to think the same way. Um... Let's move on to Starlet featuring Ty Brazzle and Foggy Raw. Young Fog. <clears throat> um, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, I'm curious as to why you chose those two. And then I'm really curious as to like the two seconds of Foggy Raw on the track, like the okay. decision, like, like why? Well, <laughs> you like talk well, about cho- Oprah and then bounced. <laughs> I chose Ty because originally Foggy gave me the long verse that Ty had. 
I didn't think, I guess for what I was trying to get across in the song, uh, and maybe it was my fault. Like I didn't express it well enough to fault for him to execute what I wanted him to. You know what I'm saying? And we're like, we cool, but we're not as cool as me and Ty. Cause I gave Ty the record and I told him this kind of the same thing I told Foggy. And he did exactly, you know what I'm saying? But we've been friends for since for about five years, four years now. And I just met Foggy last year for the first time. Been able to chop it up with him on a more personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that could have been it. So, I, and I didn't want to just put Foggy on there and, uses his name. I wanted him to shine. You know what I'm saying? Um, so when I asked Ty, I, and I told him too, like, it wasn't just like, I just took him off the song, didn't let him know. Like, I talked to him about it and he was, he, he heard the final version and everything before it came out and everything. He was cool with it. So the reason why we wanted to, so when Ty gave me his verse, I was like, you're the man. You did exactly what I needed you to do. So, and I was trying to, I'm like, man, this is fire, but it's like, I hear Foggy's voice on this song. Like, this beat screams Foggy wrong. So that little part that we used was like, the it was like the six bars, the six, the last six bars in his verse. Okay. For the last, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I want to prolong the song and give him a whole nother 16, and it turns into a four and a half minute song. I didn't, I wasn't trying to have no four and a half minutes on. Well, why not? <laughs> you just nah, like everything that's, short. Yeah. That's too not old even school. short. Not even. It's just <laughs> I feel like, like it would uh it would I feel like if it was that long, it would have took the replay value down. And I was trying to make sure every song had a lot of replay value. As much as it could, you know what I'm saying? And giving Foggy another 12, 16 bars and then doing a hook and then outroing the song again, it's like so I just thought it was creative to just use that. And like you said, he talked about Oprah and Bounce. <laughs> that's fire. To me, that's so fire. Like, but the, even the metaphor and what he was speaking of, you know what I'm saying? He yeah. was like, um, you can do bad by y'all. You, uh, she, she can do bad by herself, but she want to hold it against me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's that's a powerful line. Like, yeah, yeah, she can, is. you know, even though we heard, we heard each other and she could, you know what I'm saying? Do better herself. Get you know, like I'm doing. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. You hurt me. I'm doing it on my own. I'm getting better. But she she chooses to hold that hurt and guilt. You know what I'm saying? That, that pain against me, and rather than forgive and heal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, which is kind of like what we were just talking about. What we was talking about, and that's all <laughs> part of the cycle. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? And you got to realize people got, and that's a smart thing that somebody might not ever realize. Mm-hmm. And they'll and because they didn't realize that. <clears throat> they'll continue to go through the same cycle. So, and I don't know, that's, and that's why it was important for me to put that part of his verse in there and not just, because he had a whole 16. Yeah. But I wanted to use that because of what he said. And that whole part was funny. He said Oprah. <laughs> he said, I, I feel like Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's hard. Uh, you, it's you memorable, for sure, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very memorable. So I was like, that's, well, they, that's all it was. What was the whole, the premise of Starlet then? Like that you shared with them and you wanted them to come back, so, you know? <laughs> so, and I, okay, I even say, like, in the hook, I said, it's a difference. I'm slicker than most. So if you listen to the track list of the song, it goes, let me look. It goes, um, 
Hate me or it goes, hate me, it goes star, hate me or love me, secrets, star lit. So from star, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I got played by this girl. And this is, I'm speaking metaphorically of the story. I get played by this girl, you know what I'm saying? She didn't realize my worth, so I had to, you know what I'm saying, bounce on her. And then <clears throat> Hey Me or Love Me comes on, and it's more so, you know what I'm saying, either she loves me or she hates me, and I, I won't understand why, because I don't know myself. And that's mm-hmm. why I said it, and that's why I said it, Hey Me or Love Me is, um, like, I, I used to hate my name, Paris, but God had other plans for me, you know what I'm saying? Because it was more so just being about insecure in that moment. Yeah. Then I go to secrets. Secrets is just talking about, you know what I'm saying? Speaking from fans to God to anybody, like, if you knew who I really was, if you knew the the stuff that God knows about me behind closed doors, would you leave? Speaking to, metaphorically, to this girl. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because she, she's, she's flip-flopping, going back mm-hmm. and forth. Starlet is the start of me saying, I'm done. Like, this is too much. Because I... I already, like I said, I already realized and start that I know my worth. You know what I'm saying? And now that you're trying to come back again, I got to say no. You know what I'm saying? So I say, <clears throat> it's a difference. I'm slicker than most. Plant my tree so they bind the fruit. Need a line, I can show you the ropes. Feel like Shaq, I said, bother the hoops. So when I say, I say, feel like Shaq, I said, bother the hoops. People, a lot of people think I'm talking about basketball, which I am. But I'm actually talking about the girl hoops from Flavor of Love that he used to he used to date. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, Flavor like, of Love reference hoops. Yeah, that's so that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, it's, okay. it's deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. But I'm saying bye to the hoops, like because Shaq broke up with hoops. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so I'm metaphorical. I am speaking about basketball, but I'm also speaking about this girl. I said bye to her. Like, I'm doing something more with my life, plant my trees, and they buying the fruit. People are seeing the fruit of my testimony, my life, whatever. So I got to keep that going. I'm saying, if I need a line, I can show you the ropes. Like, if you, like, whatever it is, if you need, you know what I'm saying, the, the music, you need God, you need, you know what I'm saying, advice on life, you know what I'm saying? any type of line that you need, I can show you the ropes because a rope is a line. All right, so I feel like Shrek. I said, "Boss to the hoops." I could hoop, but ain't go to the league. I learned that my wants ain't a need, <clears throat> so I flipped the Shrek line. My hoops, you know, what I'm saying, ain't go to the league. And you know, what I'm saying, just learning that even though I may want this girl, or even though I may want this job, even though I may want this whatever, this type of lifestyle, that may not be what God wants me to have. Not what God knows that I need. I'm saying so I had to learn that thing and I <clears throat> still ain't got a car, you know what I'm saying? So I got a lift, but none of my brothers is counterfeit. Like even though I have to do this on my own, on my own two feet, because people really think I'm just talking about a car. And I, I'm metaphorically I am, but I'm really just saying like I have to drive my life on my own. Even though I have to do that on, on my own, that doesn't mean that my friends aren't real because they don't. You know what I'm saying? My friends have their own lives that they're going through. We yeah. all have, have to walk our own path. Yeah. So that's kind of the metaphor that I was saying with that. So, But I go into the love because this is just more so, you know what I'm saying? Test on my arm and look like I got leprosy. Had to chill on these, had to chill on these women. They're going to be the death of me. Was my rib. Now she take my breath. One of my ch- child and it wasn't our destiny. Had to thank God that I still got my health. Did all these features, but they see my equity. 
line up my wealth and then what I can pay for this little wave on the pavement. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. It's it's about everything. It's about yeah. not only love, but business relationships. Not only love, but I don't know. It's multiple relationships. I mean, you can come yeah, on your yeah, friends, business, um, you know, women or whatever. Okay. So let's go on to the light. You kind of like, kind of ran through the two other songs I wanted to talk about. But if we can no, go I'm going to go back. I got you. Okay. I'm going to go back. Yeah, so the light with Chase and Ryan and MC. Both, I'm not familiar with um, neither one of them. So uh, Chase cool Ryan is a producer and artist. Uh, he's my cousin. He's actually MC's little brother. MC is my cousin Matt. Uh, he's been doing music since forever, but we're just getting started with him too. Um, but Chase is more so of a producer than artist, uh, more of did, a singer. Did he produce Hunger. the track? No, but he produced Hunger Games. Okay. He produced, he produced Hunger Games and Die for Me. Okay. Um, and then he wrote. He wrote, and then he helped me write. On, he helped me write my secrets. Okay. Chasing Ryan. You know. But uh, the light is really just this. Cause this is my favorite song. So excuse the smile. This is my favorite song. Don't. You don't have to excuse the smile. <laughs> smile big. <laughs> so this is my favorite song. The light is basically. I always wanted to tell this story because I am a fan of jewelry. I like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of gaudy jewelry though. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Big, huge um, Cuban link chains. Yeah, no two chains. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but I like jewelry though. If I have my diamond chain on, I'm going to wear my diamond chain. If I got this, my little piece on, I'm going to wear this. Um, rings, I like watches. My uncle collects watches, so I'm, I'm kind of into watches. Okay. Um, so I wanted to, and I feel like in the Christian hip hop industry, people were like, if you got a ch- or something like that they're so like oh you trying to be like the world yeah. oh, you trying to I'm like oh I'm just doing me you know what I'm saying like, yeah I was like I would like chains and diamonds if I was Christian or not Christian <laughs> so it's like <laughs> so I just wanted to bring that to light with the story and kind of just flip it like you know what I'm saying I'm saying the ice hitting off the light but I'm also talking about you know what I'm saying God Chain is on the cross is on my chest. You know I'm saying God is. Anyways, um, so in the hook, <clears throat> I say, uh, you know, what I'm saying, and people say I ain't trying to fill you up like you're trying to fill up a cup, but I'm talking to uh, like because in the story of the verse, I'm talking to a girl. Like I meet this girl, and it's like I'm telling her, like I'm not trying to fill you up, like touch you. I'm not trying to fill you up. Yeah. I'm not trying to break you down. I'm trying to build you up. I'm trying to make you proud. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I say it off the light. Blase, blase. <clears throat> but then I say, uh, I love when my diamonds is flashing. When light hit it right, you can see all the pain. Step to me, right? I'm not one of these rappers that's rocking the ice. Just to show I ain't lame. The better be capping. I'm not with the fabrication of these rappers that's selling for fame. I'm trying to be back in the bins. I'm counting the bins. I throw on my tin. I lifted my hands. So basically, <clears throat> just basically, just kind of giving you the the scoop. You know what I'm saying? I am talking about the chain, but it's like, when you see me with it, just know that it's for a different reason. Like I'm not doing it to show out. I'm not doing it to bring attention. I'm doing it because this is what I like. You know what I'm saying this is what I grew up liking, mm-hmm. and it's and it's that simple. Like you like action movies because you like action movies. 
you like, you know what I'm saying, red shirts because you like red shirts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like diamond chains. Simple. You know what I'm saying? So from there, I just go into like a story of a girl, me me and a girl, and she thinking because I have that on that I'm like other men that she's been with that have that same thing. And I so I say, uh, I slid in a function. They think I'm the same because the ice, she, I'm my peace. She did it for likes. She lined her tweets. I look like the jigger she trying to meet. She wanted the fame. She wanted a flight. The ice got her tripping. She think I'm her type. So I took her to Sunday service. I, so I, you know what I'm saying? You want to go out with me? All right, bet. Yeah. I'm about to go to church tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. But at, and at the end of the day, it's like, you know what I'm saying? She was cool with it. Like I gave her the chain. Now she look like the way. Now she got ice hitting off the line. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, <clears throat> just, but still, I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, I'm just being myself, but still giving her the opportunity. Like, if you want to, like, this is what I'm showing, more so showing her what I'm about. Like, yeah, although I do like these things, or although I do, you know what I'm saying, you may perceive me to be like this. I'm not. Like, I'm more than what this looks like, or I'm, 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 I have more to me or more, you know what I'm saying, substance than just the outer or just a accessory. Exactly, you know yeah. So that's kind of just, I really wanted to flip that. And then on top of it, MC doubles back. MC doubled back. Come out, you know what I'm saying? MC got a girl. He's been locked down for like three, four years. You know what I'm saying? So okay. it's like, he, he come from it from a whole different perspective. Yeah. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... I thought, you know what I'm saying, I wanted to change to Sean, but in actuality, <clears throat> in actuality, I am, and I don't want to speak for him, I'm just kind of paraphrasing kind of what he said. Um, I'm coming from where I did want to fabricate and live that life, but I understood being with my woman that that's not even me. And if I, I am going to shine, I'm going to shine from my hand and from my arm with you, not from my chain. Mm, so he kind of, yeah. it was, his his advice was more so, his his verse was more so giving me advice. You know what I'm saying? It would be like, I, I told him a story about me meeting this girl that he gave me advice basically on how it all, that's why his verse was longer than mine. You know what I'm saying? His verse is like eight bars longer than mine because he just had more of a, you know I'm saying? More of a think, you know what I'm saying? Think piece to his verse than I did. Mine was more so stylistic. Okay. Got it. That's my favorite song. So why is it your favorite? I feel like it's just the most complete from the beat to melody to raps to catchiness to replay value. And I feel like all ages will like that song. I feel like kids are like that song. I feel like adults are like that song. And I feel like I got other songs like that, but that's just my favorite one out of the few that I feel like I got like that. And when you refer to replay value, um, for you, what are the like key ingredients to to getting that replay value? Fire beat, fire flow, fire melody, and great substance depth. I think you'll have classic replay value. Boom. Replay value when you add depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all the first three things, you'll have replay value. But to have that replay value until the end of time, depth, substance, and the lyrics. 
And what about the length, though? Because you mentioned that earlier, not having one a song over, what, four, three? I mean, length, too, but have you ever heard uh, Have you ever heard Pyramids by Frank, Frank Ocean? That's a yeah. two-minute song. Yeah. The replay value, though. See, that's what I'm saying, because I feel like, I don't know if it's like a generational thing, but I it love is. long songs. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do too, but I also understand that my audience is 18 to 25. So it's like Gen Z, millennials, they not trying to hear no five minute song. Yeah. Not if it not if it ain't, you know what I'm saying? Not if you ain't giving them them transitions. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If future give you a five minute song, you don't want to hear it. If Beyonce give you a five minute song, I wanna hear it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? If Rihanna give me a six minute song, I wanna hear it. But if I don't want to hear a seven minute song from Uzi. <laughs> Got I want it. That quick, I want that quick two minute banger from Uzi. Yeah. So I can replay it. Yeah. Okay. And then moving forward to Secrets, the last song. Yeah. And it has um, I guess your alter ego swag TV on. No, Swag Tavion is my conscience. Your conscience. Okay. Let's let, explain have you ever seen that. Afro, have you ever seen Afro Samurai? No. <laughs> Okay, Afro Samurai is an anime. Okay. <laughs> it's that a, it's would be black, why I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's a black anime though. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Get it in tune. <laughs> it's on Hulu. Oh, really? Yeah, I might have on, to check out it. Uh, I'm not sure if the movie is on there, but the show is. Okay. It's pretty cool though. Uh, it's, um, who Samuel L. Jackson plays in it. Somebody oh. else too. But Samuel Jackson is in it. Uh, like he voiceovers. Um, but in in Afro Samurai, he has a conscience that basically you can you can hear him, but he's not there. You know what I'm saying? Like you can like as a watcher, as a viewer, you can see him, but he's not really there. He's just his conscious talking to himself. So basically, like Swag Tavion is basically like I don't know, just like he's my conscious. He's like the guide. He's the guide of the emotion of the album, the guide of the, you know what I'm saying, the flow of the album. Even though he's not all the way through it, like the key points that he's in there are like key points to transition the album from the beginning, Hunger Games, it's a die for me. Um, And when y'all hear the deluxe too, you'll get more of an understanding. Um, When's the deluxe coming? Oh, I low-key didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I don't know if you saw me. <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know, I, I had to say something. Since yeah, you low-key dropped it, I had to low-key say something. Yeah, I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay, we'll um, just act like that. That never fell yeah, out your mouth. I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But uh, he's like, he just, you know what I'm saying? He just, the the transition guy, my conscience, my my thoughts in my head. Yeah, simple. It's, it's that simple. It ain't nothing too deep. Uh-huh. Uh, like that's one thing too. Like, I, ain't, I ain't that deep of a person. I am. <laughs> it may come off that way, but it's simple. I be having simple thoughts. Okay. And then, but why secrets? Um, At the end. Uh, I feel like he just needed it. I feel like I feel like he had to. Uh, I feel like he had to set 
set the tone for Starlet. Like he needs, you know what I'm saying? Although, you know what I'm saying? It may seem perfect, like I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're not perfect. And we need that, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, like that butterfly flying, agape love, like God's love, you know what I'm saying? Unconditional. <clears throat> like humans have conditional, conditional love. But it's like understanding that. Like I just went through this whole thing with this girl. She was playing hard to get. And then when I moved on a little bit, she tried to come back. So it's like now do I have the opportunity to choice to make? Like, do I continue to go in this cycle or do I make the decision right here to say no? You know what I'm saying? And it's like saying, it's like in that moment saying no. Like I know I'm not perfect. I know she ain't perfect. I know we not perfect, but I gotta do something different if I want something different. I need I need God's love right now, not yours. And I gotta understand that. So it's like, and then that's when Starlet's coming. Now, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it, now it's a difference. I'm slicker than most. You know what I'm saying? I planted my tree so they bond the fruit. You know what I'm saying? Stay, you know what I'm saying? Making that statement over, saying it to myself. I got to live what I just preached to myself, kind of. Now, I think it's interesting because all the, you're talking metaphorically like about a girl or to a girl in, in a lot of the songs, but what you're saying and the lessons that you're learning are lessons that I feel more women think about and try to pull from. Like, it's just, it's unique to hear this from a guy. Hey, you want to know something too? <laughs> <laughs> this album was made for women. Okay. Like, the soundscapes, me singing, like, even my thought process, like, the beat choices, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to make it for women. And I'm not saying that women don't listen to rap, but yeah. I feel I feel like women enjoy more singing, more melody, more, you know what I'm saying? Now I know some women that love hardcore. Like, yeah, I mean there's a there's gangster, a mixture of us. We're not you know <laughs> Yo Gotti, Young Dog, like that's all they listen to. Yeah. Kevin Gates. Yeah. Eight, you know what I'm saying? Eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but I just wanted to give like like you said, from that perspective, and I'm not saying I knew that. Those are just the lessons that I learned, and I wanted to put it in a way that was more for a woman. I wanted to package it more for a woman hmm. than for a man. So it's 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 crazy that you said it. Yeah. So you know your age demographic of your your audience. How do women fit in there? Is it more men than women? I mean, I would think that it's more me? men. Yeah. And uh, I think it's more. Music. I think it's more men. Me pause, but. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I'm, I, I worked towards it and that was kind of another reason too. Like that was kind of mm-hmm. calculated into wanting to package it more for a woman. Cause I understand I need, I need and want more of a female audience Okay. You know just to broaden the horizon and women, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all buy merch. <laughs> y'all, y'all come to shows. These, yeah. these dudes, these dudes don't be coming to shows. If they come, it's for the women. And if they come, it's for the women. <laughs> So. All right, cool. So wrapping this up, how does God's presence look like in your life musically? You saw the million streams, <laughs> revolt, all that. That's God. I I can't. I mean, that's God in my team, but I got to my team because of God. 
because I, I can't even point to a thing that I did to get the team that I have. You know what I'm saying? Um, it kind of just happened that way. It kind of just fell in place. Um, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, as much, as much as I was saying, like I had just said it, I mean, y'all, I feel like people are seeing it. Like anything, everything that's happening, if you feel like it's a great beat that I did, like count that to God. Because I can't, outside of making the music and putting my all into that, I didn't do anything outside of that to get to the position that I'm in. It, it's just the favor, you know what I'm saying? The things that, you know what I'm saying, the doors that God opened. And I had to pick and choose which ones to walk through. Um, but outside of that, like outside of making the music, been God. Even with that, like I pray before I write, I pray over the songs when they get mixed and mastered. And not even to be like mad spiritual, but just because I know <clears throat> like I've seen too many conspiracy videos and things to say that like in the industry, like man, people used to pray over like R&B records that it trapped girls' minds and like get them obsessed with these these men, these figures, like for real. Like it'd be like, and I ain't even trying to get that deep to it, but it's a real thing in the industry. Like they would do that. Like, cause the spirits are a real thing through music. Yeah. Music is the yeah. biggest tool. Yeah. So um, they, yeah. they would pray those spirits over women that's listening to Trey songs. Or I don't want to put actual names out there to put that on them. Cause I don't, I'm not speaking facts. I'm just speaking what I feel is true and what I, things that I've heard and seen. Yeah. So if they can pray over those songs, you can definitely yeah, pray over those songs. If I can pray songs. over those songs, if they can pray over those songs in that way, I can pray over the songs in this way that it have positive effects on the people that hear it. And I feel like that's a testament to God that it's working that to get two million, I mean, a million streams in two weeks. I wasn't able to do anything close to that a year and a half ago. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that it's growing like that at, in a small amount of time from one album to another album. You know what I'm saying that's just a testament to God, not necessarily anything I did outside outside of just you know what I'm saying using the skill that He gave me or the talent that He gave me to make the song. All right. Okay. Well, now that you've gone through this interview with me, who would you like to see me interview on the show? Uh, have you interviewed RG? I have not. I feel like RG would be good. Okay. <laughs> if you can't, if yeah. you can't interview RG, you should get. You should get Aaron Cole. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on that one. Aaron Cole, I do. I those are both artists that I want to interview for sure. So yeah. Who want to interview? Hmm. Who you want to interview? I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. So my my dream list time. since 2013. Seven years in, okay. okay. So I've interviewed a lot of people, a lot of people who were in the game before you were. So now I'm trying to, I took a hiatus and now I'm jumping in and trying to get you, you people that, that came in the game when I was on a break. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's right. Thank you. You're welcome. But um, yeah, I mean, though, there are two people who are on my original dream list that I never got to interview and that's like Lucrae and Andy Mideo. But 
everyone else. At one point, Dre Murray was on it. I've talked to him so many times. His interview is on our site right now. That's what we're promoting right now. Um, tons of people. Show Baraka was on it. Swoop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Swoop? Mm-hmm. I've done, oh, okay, I've done pretty much everyone on Collision. Okay. Um, so Kristen Gray, Alex yeah. Faith. Um, done everyone there. I've uh, done KB, Tripley, yeah. and Wande. Those are the only reach people I've done. You ain't never did a few? No, I haven't. Yeah. I thought you already did a few. That's why I didn't say few. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please subscribe to our show. And if you really enjoy the content, please leave a review. It really does help with the ranking. For all things testimony, visit testimonystories.com. Until next time, I'm Gilika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.